You're tuned in to the Curated by Podcast. Hello and welcome to the already the sixth episode of the Curated by Podcast. Uh, my name is Martin. I'm here with Rick. Hello. And we're very happy to uh, welcome Jonathan, aka Imanu, uh, for this sixth episode. Yeah, we've known you for so, for quite some time already, and uh, you played the first uh, curated by back in 2017 that we organized. Um, obviously, the Jonathan that we have here today is uh, quite different from uh, the Jonathan that played for us in 2017, and we're very happy to uh, have have him for over for curated by Imanu on the 9th of April in the Melkweg. So, welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. Yes, before we start with uh, the interview, uh, we have a round of 10 quick-fire questions that you have to respond with. First answer that pops up. Let's get it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's start. Um, best ramen restaurant you've ever visited? Yokohama Saito's Gidam. So easy. Skrillex or Noisia? Noisia. Oh, dream city to live in? Rotterdam. Yeah, now or future? I mean, if I could speak Japanese, Osaka. All right, nice one. Best back-to-back set ever played? That I've played? Yeah. With Bunch in Moise and Weitz. In uh, Groningen? Uh, Groningen, Cool. Most influential and inspirational fashion icon? Yoji Yamamoto. Okay. Nice. Most awkward moment on stage? Oh, probably when uh, either... Okay, probably my attempt at a um, crowd surf in Manchester... Okay. Or uh, when I, I fell off the stage a little roll <laughs> last year. <laughs> I how, 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 however, falling off the stage wasn't awkward because no one saw it because it was really dark. Like no one saw it. So, I, I, um, but the the field crowd is, is is very awkward because the MC said that, that my crowd was was really shit. <laughs> like on the mic. He so called you out. <laughs> 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 yeah. So so my little roll was the most painful. What, what, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, what's your biggest fashion blunder? Blunder? Oh, it, oh, there has to be when I was just starting to like get into clothing and try to like you know try to try to experiment a bit. I had some really, really weird outfits. Just like, just like way over the top, like way too much for no reason. Like, I, there's not really something I can pin, pinpoint right now, but like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing really I can pinpoint now, but I do. I do remember like like what this this one this one fit I had on in like LA, and I can't really like like say what I had on, but I can kind of like remember how shit it was. When when was it? Like five years ago. Five years. Yeah. And you were now then you were signal. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe that's a change. Um, yeah. Drugs, alcohol, or straight edge? Uh, alcohol is my preferred. No, I mean, is it preferred? I don't know. Wait, um, hey, uh, mom and dad. I'm sorry, but uh, no, no, okay. I don't know. Um, well, I guess uh, alcohol. I mean, I mean, alcohol is also a drug in it, and so uh, I guess true. drugs. Okay. Eh? No, I don't know. Technically true. Yeah. How yeah. much do you spend on clothing? Way too much. Way too much. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna get into into the numbers. I don't. Uh, you shop every week. No, I don't. No, no, not every day. No, but when I shop, I I spend. So a lot. Like, yeah. Plenty. But okay. like, I, I don't have a lot of clothing, but everything I have is like expensive. Well, everything, but like a lot of it is expensive. Okay. It's just, is yeah. that good enough answer? I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, last question. Uh, favorite meme template? Doge. Okay. <laughs> Fair play. Okay, thanks. 
Easy. Yeah. So, of course, um, a lot has happened uh, since the first time that we that we've met in 2017. Well, mm. me, I think a bit earlier because I've seen I've known you for a long time already. Um, yeah. Can you take us on a journey through the last five years of, of you? Five years. Okay. So that's 2017. So that's is that the year that I that the year that I went to university and dropped out. It might have been. It happened quite fast after I met you. Yeah. After, after your first gig. Excuse me, wait, I'm just thinking. No, wait, that was uh, 2016. What oh, time flies? Yeah, okay, so 2017 is after that. So that's when. What what, 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 what happened here? I don't know. And, and anyway, I, I know that, like, just before that, like October, October 2016, I released my Paradise EP and Critical, mm-hmm. which was kind of the. What's the word? Um, kickstart. Kickstart. But there's a very fancy word for this in that they're also using chemistry. Cath- catalyst. Catalyst. That's it. Thank you, Mr. Engineer here. <laughs> uh, the, the, the catalyst um, that really started all, I think, that's when I decided to drop out of university because uh, that appeared really well, hit number one in like in like two days. And um, What yeah, did you study in university? Uh, applied mathematics. No, no. Yeah, yeah applied mathematics. Yeah. At the uh, Theo Delft, uh, sorry, Delft University of Technology. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, excuse, yeah, yeah, Getting and, technical here, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I decided to to fuck all of and uh, and make and make and make drum bass. Um, yeah, and whatever after that, yeah, that, that's when I, I just started doing doing a lot of shows and um, doing it full time. Uh, I mean, the anything there's nothing like st- like like really stand out. It's like oh yeah, I should mention this. It happened, I guess. Like like in that year, I feel like. Yeah, after, yeah, I don't know, like, um, maybe I just have, uh, like, uh, early sides of Alzheimer's, but I just don't remember, <laughs> like, anything, like, anything really important from the first years. Uh, okay. 2019, I think, is, was was most important. Yeah. That's when I launched uh, Imanu. Yeah, that's when it really took off for you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. when I decided that I wanted to, to like, um, do a whole switch in terms of marketing and, uh, and image and, and everything, music, and uh, I, I did. Um, yeah, and uh, um, best decision I've ever made, probably in my life. Yeah. Sure. So, if you look back at uh, the moment where you changed your name, um, uh, what would you say is the the biggest difference between you at the end of Signal and Imanu now? Well, I guess the, the issue I had with Signal was that um, image-wise, I felt like it, it sounded too technical, too cold, and I felt like the music had to reflect it, otherwise it wouldn't make sense. And then with Emmanuel, because it is just uh, derived from my middle name Emmanuel, um, I felt like everything would, um, everything felt way more personal, which I'm a, a big fan of uh, connection in and that. And I think that's a very big change. Also, that it, allow, it really allows me to make whatever I want because you know there is no project, it's just me, it's just my name. Yeah. I, so I, I think that's the main difference. Yeah, something closer to yourself. Yeah. And also, it's actually you know you can actually find me on Google. Yeah, it's, 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 your name now is SEO optimized, of course. Yeah, yeah, it really is. What what signal was is a part of your life? Are you proud of that period which you made? Uh, me, I'm 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 happy with some of the music I made. I'm proud of what I've done. Um, uh, I do s- play some some tracks from the era still, and uh, such as um, Torment, um, my Black or White remix. Uh, nothing that uh, I mean, so, some bits here and there, right? Like my, my remix for what's not as correct as well, and mm-hmm. like like it's 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 usually like some of the later stuff that um, 
uh, basically, basically all the stuff that I made when I already knew that I was going to change anyway. But <laughs> no, except for the Black uh, Remix, which by the way, I think that Remix was actually in, in 2017 or 2018. Yeah, the black and white one. Yeah, yeah, that was. So I guess that was the big thing that year that actually blew up my career, I think. And then last year was the I'm Fine Remix that really uh, got all to the next level. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when did you first start thinking of changing your name? Um, actually, like almost like, more more than a year before. Um, I had already mentioned a few times with with Walter, my manager, and then I remember that um, during Rampage, uh, we decided um, that before we're back home, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have the new name. Already told me this. Yeah, we're gonna have a new name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were in the car. It was me. Uh, uh, Walter Ranger, um, Bunshin, and Posey. Uh, was that it? Was someone else in the car? Anyway, it, um, yeah, we came up with some yeah horrible, horrible names. Spill the beans. Spill the beans, man. DJ Vachia. DJ Vachia. They didn't like. I mean, it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, no, like I think at some point, I think it was actually Posey that that. Like, kind of came up with the idea of using my middle name, and then I just like yo, but but then I, I just removed like some bits from it. Like I removed the L and I moved one um, one M from it. So uh, big up Frank. Um, that, that's actually that's, that's actually the only reason why he's playing in the event. Like, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, thank you. No, uh, he's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah. And, and did it feel like being reborn when you started? Uh, a bit, yeah, because I did feel that, like because people first didn't know, I had to like build up my name again a little bit, and my my fees also went down a bit, like at the Burry, you know, because I had to, you know, because people first first had to know, you know, and that kind of stuff. Um, and also for like a very long time, we didn't take any bookings because we didn't want to, um, we didn't want anything to, to get in the way with the name change and stuff. So that was that, that kind of sucked. So I, I had like four months of no shows. Um, uh, for a reason, um, yeah, and then um, I guess when I released the first EP, and well, actually, yeah, um, and actually the second EP, I felt like, okay, yeah, this is a new sound. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I was feel like in that period, I also kind of like I set it up like into the production. Like when I compare uh, even the early minor stuff, like the later signal stuff, I feel like the minor stuff is just way, way. Uh, Way more polished and also more daring. Um, yeah, so reboot like, like we, we kind of we kind of made it made made it seem like it was just a name change, but actually we all meant it as as, as a as like a new thing. But we knew that that wouldn't do as well, so we just kind of lied to everyone. Um, Fair game. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And uh, here we are. Yeah. So quite a lot of planning went into the name change. Yeah. Yeah. So big ups Walter. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Walter is uh, the G. <coughs> and um, let's go back to your childhood because mm-hmm. you grew up in Schiedam or Rotterdam. No, neither. I <laughs> no, your no. Your favorite no, restaurant no. is in, in, in Schiedam. Yeah, yeah. No, I grew up. Well, I uh, I uh, I grew up in well, uh, just after I was born uh, and moved to the Netherlands. Uh, I you were born in Larry. Yeah, La Réunion, yes, a French island next to uh, Mauritius. Um, then moved to uh, Stellendam in the Netherlands. 
absolute disaster, absolute disaster of a village. Where is uh, that? <laughs> it's like um, Goede Yeah. Um, yeah, one yeah of the it's like um, population, probably like two or three thousand. Uh, yeah, it's a village. It is. Uh, it's quite um, conservative and uh, close-minded. Not for you. No, very, <laughs> very religious. Yeah. Uh, it's Bible Belt. Yeah. Is it Bible? Yeah, yeah. It is Bible by, 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 by Belt vibes. Yeah. Um, that's where I lived until I, I was eight, and then moved to Helvetslice, which is then where I lived. Yeah. So I guess I spent most most of my life in Helvetslice. That's kind of, sounds kind of weird. That's, yeah. where, um, that's where you live on MHG. Yeah, that's like, so I uh, from like 8 to 17, so that's yeah, 9 years. And then moved to Schiedam for 5 years and then moved to Rotterdam. So yeah. you have a Dutch, Surinamese and French background. Yeah. Or well, French is only being born in... Yeah, okay. born there, was raised in French. Um, did go to France like every year, but uh, yeah, I lost my, I, I, you know, like I... I didn't use my French, so I lost it all. Unfortunately, I really wish I didn't. But. And um, with both backgrounds, your mother is from Syria, mm-hmm. your father is Dutch, mm-hmm. so what, is, what are you? I mean, best I'm, of both I'm, worlds? Yeah, I'm best of both worlds. I got my, my dad's, uh, my dad's uh, fre- freckles and, uh, and my mom's, uh, and my mom's uh, hair, so. It's, uh, <laughs> French made in heaven, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> And uh, was music a part of your life when you were, lo- you were young? Yeah. Did it stimulate you? Yeah, actually, um, my parents met each other through music. Um, my, I think my dad, okay, if I recall correctly, my dad was at like a birthday party in Suriname. And my mom was very impressed with um, him singing and playing the guitar there. And then uh, my mom was also uh, plays piano. Um, my sister's play guitar, piano and sing. So it, I, I was raised in a very musical uh, family. And uh, yeah, I, I, and funny enough, I, I can't play a single instrument, but I'm the only one that makes a living from music. <laughs> I, I, I think there's something to say about uh, a doll being an instrument. Yeah, of I course, mean, of course. But I, you know, basically all instruments there are in the universe <coughs> in a single. Yeah, space. but I can't, I can't play them live. Like I'm, I'm, I'm composing, I'm composing basically. Yeah, yeah, they're part of me. At first, they didn't really get it, obviously, you know. Um, they also didn't really like it when I decided to drop out. Um, they also didn't like it when I uh, filled the year in high school because I was only, I didn't care about school anymore. I just, all, all I was doing was just producing music. Um, but in the end, uh, all, all was well and uh, I... Uh, I, I proved to them that I, I could do it, which which is what, what I told them when I dropped out of school. I told them I, I could do it um, without any support. I, did, I, did, I didn't want any money from from, him, from, from anyone. I wanted to do it all myself and pay my own rent, pay my own bills, and I did. So um, look at where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. This happened. I read somewhere that you bullied in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah, well, because uh, I was like one of like five non-white people in the whole high school. Uh, I, st- I I stutter, of course, and you know I was yeah, and also because I was, I was, I was like the only the only person you know it, with like a well, there were only like ten people with, that, that even cared about electronic music, you know, like no one cared, like 
living in like a small small city or like a town no one even cared to, uh, about the music except for like uh, me and like um, my neighbor uh, who was like one year uh, one, one year above me in high school and he he, he, uh, he, he was actually the guy that, that introduced me to, to like electronic music in the first place and there were like a few, a few people here and there that were into it um, and actually when I uh, filled the, the, the uh, 11th grade I guess in English terms uh, um, then the people that were in my year afterwards they actually did like electronic music like some of them and they actually were like oh shit like someone that makes music that's interesting so that like that's a kind of the moment where like everything like uh, switch around was also like a massive boost in, uh, in motivation of course and did uh, you said you, you stutter mm-hmm. you've grown over it no no, not at all. No, no, not at all. I've there's tricks, but the fact that I have to use the tricks means that I'm over it, right? And yeah. there's like even right now, there's there's constant moments where I know I will stutter or I'm about to stutter, and then I do something to maybe not stutter, like or I'll change my sentence or I'll choose a different word that doesn't really make sense or whatever. Yeah, but um, tends to cover it most of the time, but prefer not to. Um, yeah. Isn't that tiring? You have to be focused all the yeah. time. Yeah. And think. Yeah, no, it's not nice. It's a major difference, but with with a few years ago, that's what I noticed. Um, it depends on the setting. It depends on the setting mainly. Like when, so basically, before this podcast, I I ordered like some food, uh, and when I'm hungry, my stuttering gets really bad. I was like stuttering like almost every word, um, and also you know if, if it's loud, if I have to speak loud, speak up, whatever, or if I'm nervous, it gets really bad. But now I'm just. Very calm and you know, like now, now it's totally fine. Yeah. Like there's no issues. Calm enough to pick up the mic, stand on the decks, and then <laughs> talk to the crowd. Alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> I I almost never do that sober <laughs> because I know I, I no um, no that's that, that's not true. Okay, if the crowd is into it and I'm sober, then I'm into it. But like if the crowd is not into it, then I need to kind of like the edge off to really do all this stuff especially because, because in drum and bass no one really do, does it or likes doing it but but i like being different so yeah. <laughs> and it's not something you see often in drum and bass no it's like no like who, who else does it like rohan bunchen felix k9 yeah, yeah. It's basically like all the all the new kids are doing it right yeah the old the old guard is like and like a real dj doesn't do that yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's some charm to it i mean being Addressed by the DJ himself as as it's personal. Yeah, it's yeah. more personal. Yeah, keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, back to your music. Um, yeah, you you've started out making what kind of genre? What what's the very first thing you started producing when you, you picked up a doll? House, house. Yeah, like tech house. Or? No. <laughs> Big room house. Don't say those words in my in my in my in my, in my uh, vicinity, man. Tech house, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I used to make something even much worse. Like um, I was it like 2013, 2012, when this was uh, still a thing of making like Dutch house. If you remember that, like Afrojack, Falcon Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Oh my god, I can't believe can't believe it. Then. Uh, progressive House eventually t- um, got introduced to Dubstep. Um, dubstep. Mm-hmm. 
um, through the same person that introduced me to the house in the first place. So once again, my neighbor Tristan pickups. Uh, he so first he showed me like Armin Buren and Tiesto, all the kind of stuff. You know the the, the big Dutch boys, about uh, Gonzalez, and then um, he showed me this label called Mastercat when they just you know they had like their first few releases, and I was like, well, they they had this one compilation that he that, that he would always put on um, when we were gaming. And that had like a mix, a mix of like of house, but also dubstep and drum bass on it. And I was like, yo, like what is all this sick stuff? And then through dubstep, found Skrillex, through Skrillex, found Noisia, through Noisia, found drum bass. Yeah, nice. Have you ever brought him to a gig, Tristan? Um, yes, yes, nice. yeah. And also he was, yeah, I did. I think he drove me one time to a gig in Belgium, and I took him there, if I, if I recall correctly. And also I. I've also seen him at the shows like twice, I think. Um, most of them, like Korsakov and um, the one show at Annabelle that I think Alex was a part of as well. Or it was with uh, Backboard Nerd, NCT. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I, 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 um, he was there as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, he introduced you to drum and bass. Um, Fire, 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 fire yeah. of course, yeah. So yeah, you, you found those, yeah. are you, would you say that they are your biggest inspiration? Yeah. In, in terms of production? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Are you fully self-taught when it comes to producing or did you take any lessons? Um, I didn't take any lessons. I did watch loads of YouTube tutorials. Uh, when I started out, it was like uh, seamless that uh, I, I used to watch a lot. Um, he, used to, he used to do like loads of, of like tutorials on basics and also um, like he, like he would literally explain like oh what an EQ does what a filter does and then also he would do like base design and he would also give you all the files for it so you could like dissect the files yourself and that that taught me a lot. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, would you consider yourself more of a DJ or a producer? Producer. Okay, it's not even a question. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but it has to be asked. Right? Yeah. <laughs> At what point do you did you realize uh, I can make a living out of this? I think you mentioned it earlier in this podcast, but it was around <coughs> 2017. Yeah, it was when. Uh, well, I, I should say a bit before. Um, it was when I. Um, I released my second EP in Critical, the System EP, and I was just starting to get like, like, well, one, two, maybe three shows a month. But the physical course then were like, were like low, right? But so like, okay, well, um. I was only six, no, I was only like just uh, uh, 17 by um, at the time. I said, well, I'm 17 and I don't know anyone else that's 17 and is making making this money yet. So uh, I guess, I guess like in a few years, this could be like a thing. And well, I was right, apparently. <laughs> I've asked uh, Nympho uh, to prepare this uh, podcast. What's so special about him, Manu? <coughs> And uh, he said, uh, you're really pushing boundaries. You go mm. further, the other people stop, you go further. And mm. you're more, yeah, um, mixing genres. Um, and um, yeah, it looks like there are no rules for you. Mm. Yeah, true? yeah, no, yeah, I, I get what he means. Well, also, thank you, Bardo. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a nice issue. But yeah, I, I do I do kind of agree. Like I I I take a lot of inspiration from very experimental music, um, you know, in terms of like rhythms and sound design and uh, composition. And um, I 
I kind of tried to make music like as as little drum bass as possible. <laughs> well, okay, now wait. I try. I try to keep my drum bass tracks as little drum bass as possible, like traditionally, but I'm still making them like um, what's the word? Indubitably drum bass. Like 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 you can't deny that that's a drum bass track. But you still, but it's still like I want it to be very different. Um, and I guess maybe my my latest release is on the critical and and uh, so Valley can kind of show that like you you can't deny that it's drum bass, but there's also nothing else that sounds like like those tracks. Uh, I I think it's very important um, just to stand out like because I think drum bass, especially right now, needs that. It, it's a lot of the, the same. Yeah, because uh, when you started, did you listen to uh, old drum and bass tracks? How they were produced? Or did you just started and make your own. <laughs> kind of music yeah no i never really listened to old drum bass or even enjoyed it like when i heard it like there's some tracks here and there that i like of course like some old noisia or old best empire or um just some old shoes here or there but stuff like jungle stuff never been into it um i i don't even listen to drum bass like anymore really um rarely what is it that you listen to now like ambient music and experimental pop and indie and uh, like house, uh, like industrial techno. It's like basically, I don't know. Like, I drum bass is it's still my favorite genre ever, but recently it's not been been doing it for me. Um, it's not gonna lie. So I'm just not listening to it. No. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah. probably get lots of inspiration from the other genres you yeah, listen to, for right? Sure. You see that back in your productions. And uh, how was it to have a dance floor hit with uh, the remix of Apache's on fire? Because you heard you heard it mm. everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. and you included in your drum and bass sets as well. Yeah, well, I, I don't call myself drum and bass sets though. I, I, I just call it, this is my sets. I, I, yes, I mainly play drum and bass when I'm at drum and bass events, because, you know, I'm, I'm keeping the card in mind. But yeah, at festivals and stuff, I played very different sets. Um, but yeah, that track was... Um, kind of funny because <laughs> this, this this is something that, that I've kind of kind of not told anyone, but it basically I just put the vocal in a track that that I'd already made because <laughs> 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 I was stuck. I was like, yeah, because I, I tried to make remix, like, ah, this is not working. I found a track that I had made, but where I write the melody, and I was like, yo, what happens if, if I just put the vocal in this track? And I really, really worked. <laughs> and uh, that, of, of course, after I changed it, I changed the drums up. I changed. Um, I added some more scenes, and I made it. I made it, um, the one thing, but the 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 whole melody thing is all this from from the thing that I, that I made like way before that I was stuck on. But that's how a lot of things happen. You just combine two things. Like wait, not, now this is it. And that, that track has really, really changed my life. I guess it's like by far my most successful track currently. Did, did it open a door for you? That was yeah, closed? because the house scene scene you weren't known but now with this track uh yeah people know it well the funny thing is that like it, it it didn't even blow up in the house scene it blew up in like the just like the edm scene more like the the, the non-traditional house scene like this america uh, mainly and yeah like, it's like like suddenly like loads of american fans and loads of american agencies and and things were all interested in me and artists as well the all the oh yeah they all know me from that and also like it's like loads of People that, that don't care about it, about Edra music at all, they, they were into it, which is really cool, I think. Like, it's a song that like friends of mine would just put on it at like the house party just to, to chill to. It's like, oh, that's really cool, actually. You know, it's, it's uh, yeah, it, 
it, it opened like yeah a lot a lot a lot, a lot of doors yeah. yeah so the success of this remix did, did, did this motivate you to broaden your horizon more as a producer will yeah. we see more house tunes from Imanu yeah 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 for sure um, I I, also, I released another house tune earlier this year in September well that was more like bass house but that one is also done very well um, and I, I have a lot of house forthcoming um, I think my, my, my next house release is in May or June yeah no yeah I, I have loads of house coming it's, it's, it's very nice to make it's, it's very relaxing to make calming it's, it's all like pretty stuff it's, it was especially nice during COVID to make like I, I was really not, not feeling making making hard stuff but making uh, vibes house and beats was uh, really nice so there's loads of more yeah, mo- loads more of that to come Nice. And uh, you're planning to release an album on Deadbeats Records? Yeah. Uh, will that be more house orientated or a mixture of? Um, I, th- I guess I kind of want to keep it a secret for now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not a secret anymore that, uh, that there will be an album soon mm-hmm. from you, at least this year, I think. Um, how did how did this come about on that beats specifically? Um, well, basically, I, I was looking for uh, uh, like a more a more American American focused uh, outlet because that's real. It's basically where if you want to make a big, you have to go. You have to go to America, and um, it's where everyone kind of is, right? Like it's it's a bit weird it's a bit weird but like compared to America Europe is just like a little like a little baby in the, in the music industry so um, and and also because I already had like a solid fan base here and concert shows here I was like yeah but I, I want to play I want to I want to be worldwide so I mean, Mr. Worldwide <laughs> so uh, yeah I want an American an American 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 folks label with big they do a big American shows. Um, and I wanted a label that had um, the backing and belief in me and gave me give me total freedom, which they all, oh. which which they did. Like all of it, like I literally have total total freedom over what I do, who I work with. Um, even when it comes to like release dates, it's, you know, I can yeah, it's just super nice. Yeah, artwork. Yeah, artwork as well. Yeah. Did you did you find the the artist for the artwork yourself? Or? Uh, Yes, but well, yes, but no, because it's someone. I mean, I I chose him, but it's someone that I know through Noisia. Uh, Could you give a sneak peek to who it is? It's the one and only Tom Jager, who uh, yeah, who's nice. who's done most of the money artworks actually. Does so um, the Nox artwork as well, right? Or is it just the novel? I think. No, that's Tom Tom Ager also does does loads of 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 event artworks. Also does all the artwork for Noisia. Mm. So um, he's uh, he's that dude. Very good. Do you expect a spin-off in in the US? A spin-off? A spin-off? And you released it touring? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I already have very big American shows lined up. I just need to get the 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 visa sorted. That takes a while, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, we're already on it. We're already on it. Uh, yeah, it's very stressful. But if that. I full believe that if the visa works out, that this year is going to be a banger. Nice one, man. Yeah, good job. <laughs> yeah, easy. He's no. <laughs> <laughs> glad. <laughs> Headline that shit every day. Headline show at Coachella. Yeah, is that uh, your dream? Um, it, it's it's uh, well, I mean, it's one of one of yeah. One of EDC oh, oh. maybe. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and uh, I think playing EDC, well, that'll be absolutely ridiculous, huh? Yeah, it would be crazy, right? Yeah, no, yeah, crazy, no way. Yeah, I went off one time. It's in Las Vegas. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if this pops off, uh, will you focus your productions more on the American market or will you stay in Europe? I, uh, I, 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 I will always make whatever I feel like at the moment. That's good. That's, that's all I can say. to yourself, right? I don't make what I don't want to make. It's that easy. That's fair. So yeah, I'd like to talk a bit about Divided, mm-hmm. the label that you started with uh, Mark Abbas and Lars, uh, Lars uh, Dingemans from Triple Vision. Um, so yeah, om maar even met de deur naar huis te vallen. What's the idea behind the label? Um, a platform to uh, release, yeah, cool drum bass. Uh, also because uh, we started in a, in a in a in a time where a lot of labels were quite close-minded to signing um new for thinking drum bass so we were like yeah well let's raise ourselves and especially uh, when it was um especially when like it came to like smaller artists doing it like 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 labels would sign it like if it was done by big artists but if it was a small artist then they wouldn't so we're like well well we believe in it and there's people people that i'm sure that will like it so we'll release it so we've we've really what, what i think is cool about labels that we've managed to kickstart a lot of small young producers careers um and that's that's i guess that's really my favorite thing about it and um, my passion because it's, it's definitely not something that I'm, I'm making money off in fact i've never even made i've never i've not even made a single cent off of it uh uh, not not because I can, but because we actually just keep all the money in the label um, to push the next release, you know, and the, the next releases. So, uh, was that the reason to start the label back in that time for you? Was that the reason for you to start the label back in that time? A big one, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, are you happy with where the label is right now? Yeah, I mean, we're doing it quite quite slow. Like, um, I, I de- I'm def- definitely a big believer in quality of quantity and. Really, yeah, we we just don't sign anything that we don't like. It's that that simple. That simple, and we uh, we also make make sure that every release gets uh, gets its space. Now that we're we're shitting out a release every week, so that you know, yeah, it doesn't get monotonous. It's yeah. uh, it's fresh, keeping it fresh. What are you most proud of? What you've released on with, with label? I mean, um. That's a hard one. I'm I'm very happy with the Bunch remix of the Wall. That's also our, our biggest release, I think. Um, that that one did very well. I think it's at like one and a half million plays or something on Spotify. That's also his, his biggest track. Very uh, very proud of him for that one. Um, also, I'm, I, I think it's pretty cool that we managed to get a release from from uh, Current Values. Always something that I've listened to for for uh, for a long time. We've also got a. Uh, yeah, uh, some really cool remixes, including like one from Mephius, which is also very really sick, I think, um, that we managed to get that. Um, yeah, and um, some of the stuff from, from Synergy is really cool. I'm very happy that we also, I, I'm not sure, I think it might have even been Late Sleeper's first ever release, I'm not sure. Sick. In fact, that would, uh, that, I mean, it, 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 um, even if it's not, that was very cool, and uh, it's very happy to see uh, that she's doing very well ever since. I think that release definitely helped her kick off um, in drum bass scene. Uh, same with, uh, yeah, Jai- I mean, Jaifield was already doing um, quite well. It's, I think they did an EP on Overview before. Um, 
and then she did two tracks for us as well. One with Late Sleeper, one with Skylark, and those those are yeah those are tunes that I still like playing, and that I still hear our, our artists play. So that's really cool. And um, yeah, right. so there's a, a lovely part of. Also, I think I have to, this this is different, but we um, I'm also very happy with. Um, uh, one of the artists that I work with, Uno, who also designed the, the logo of the label and did a lot of the early artworks and some artworks recently. Um, I think uh, since, he, since he started working for, uh, for me, he's been getting like, loads of work as well for Critical and Vision and New Signal. And uh, yeah, I'm very, uh, very happy for him as well. I'm proud of him for that. What well, producers you dream of having on the label? Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> Noise, yeah. Flume. Who else? Who else is big? Marshmallow. I don't, I don't care. Just I want all the money. <laughs> <laughs> all the big ones. Diplo. Uh, I'll take them all. So then it's not mainly drum and bass anymore. No, but a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's stuck in the green. So <laughs> you know what to say, right? Money first comes money, then power, then respect, and, and then drum and bass. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I reckon you don't have any of those names planned for the for releases right no. now. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, well, well, yeah. Well, 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 you know, who knows, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you have planned for Divided? Is there anything on the on the pipeline? Yeah, um, we have a very special thing coming from Tom Finster that I'm quite stoked for. Um, we have, um, yeah, we, we have just like some, some bits signed here and there. Um, from, we have one track from Freshly that, that I like loads, and uh, this one like six-year-old kid from Romania that uh, has never released anything. And uh, but he, uh, he, I, I met him through my my uh, Patreon, and he, uh, he's been, um, he's been really like uh, stepping up um, the production visually. And um, what was his name again? I, I didn't say his name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, his name is Exotics. Oh, there you go. Do you think you will ever outgrow the label? I think I already have. <laughs> right? I think so. Yeah. 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 But that's it's fine. I, 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 I don't. It's, 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 it's a passion thing for me. It's not something that I even. Was it? Was it called like? I don't intend to become like the new Virgin Records or anything. Yeah. Just the. Uh, how do you translate your open-mindedness to running a label and being commercial? I mean, I don't think that's too mutually exclusive. Like, um, well, first of all, I don't intend for it to be a commercial label at all. Like, you know, the thing with Creation Diplo, it's, you know, it's just a joke, isn't it? Like, I mean, but hey, yo, hey, Sonny, you've got demos, you know. <laughs> what's, what's the, know, what's the hey, email address hey, you can hey, reach hey, you? Hey, 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 hey. I mean... He has my number, so just call me Ron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, commercial. I mean, I don't know. Like, I also don't see as divided as an extension of me. It's just a different thing. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's not a company. It's not, yeah, yeah, I co-own it, but I, I don't, I don't impose like am I on a label or label on me and that's where I like to be and that rhymes so it's true what you're talking about and your label is it's not underground non-commercial mm -hmm. but in a way Emanu is commercial because you want to I mean, play Coachella EDC so you have to think more commercial. 
I mean, no, I, 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 I don't think like that. Like, so loads of artists play EDC and aren't commercial. Like, I don't think I'm commercial. Uh, just because I play commercial event doesn't make me me commercial. And just because you don't play commercial event doesn't make you commercial. Like commercial, I think IMO means that you put money above your um, your passion, or um, yeah, or. And I don't like I, 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 I like I said before I will only make things that I'm that 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 I want to make and I, and things that I believe in. Of course, there are things that I'm you know that looking back are were mistakes, but everything I've ever released was was at some point something that I believed in to be the right thing to make. And that and I think if that's your mindset, then you can't be you can't be commercial really. I don't know or that yeah. So you've had uh, I think two. Or was it one uh, divided label nights in the past? Yeah, I remember I, at least one. I mean, we've done two ourselves, and we've had a couple, like a couple one, uh, a couple ones internationally that were like done by other people. Yeah. That basically they did booked some artists on the label. Can we expect more of that in the future? Um, or is there no ambition for that right I, now? I don't. Yeah, actually, yes, no, yeah, we we do have some. We are working on some, yeah. In the Netherlands as well, or abroad? Yes, also Netherlands. Nice one. So keep an eye out on your socials, I think. Yes. So one last question about Divided. Where can people reach you if they want to send demos? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to pe- find no, people No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, you can uh, email management at divided.net. And uh, we definitely read the emails, guys. Don't you worry about it. Um, totally different uh, topic now. Uh, it's it's um, hot uh, in, at the moment in the music industry is inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and looking at the drum and bass scene, is it a prejudice that the dom- drum and bass dance floor is dominated by white heterosexual men? I mean, it's true. It's true that it is. Right? Yeah, do you feel at home? That's, that's uh I do, but that's because I don't hang out with the general drumming crowd. I hang out with like my corner of the crowd that is like very diverse, and you know, I like the people that I work with, hang out with are there's there's a lot of like non-white people, uh, non-straight people, um, non-cis people even. So it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, obviously, even those corners there is still obviously like male. It's, it's I think it's of course still like male-dominated. Um, I mean, it's, it seems to be changing though recently. Um, there's been a lot of sick uh, film producers um, coming up, so um, I hope those can be a, a good example. Yeah, and, and inclusivity is mainly focused on women. Uh, yeah. Um, sometimes I do kind of feel left out because um, even though I'm not white and I'm not straight, I people don't like whatever when it comes to like the uh like um open-minded events or whatever or queer events people never even mention me but that's because i don't what's the word i don't i don't continuously hold the banner above my head hey i'm bisexual and i'm not and i'm and i'm not white like and and I've, and that's the reason and and that 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 frustrates me and angers me well not because the thing of me it angers me that you that that the people that do do that they're, 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 then they're the only ones that people talk about. So it's like, do I just constantly have to put in my bio everywhere? Like, hey, by the way, I'm a sexual. And by the way, I'm like, I'm mixed race and I got bullied for, for not being white. So please book me for your events. Yeah. 
or is, is that the only way it's very ridiculous um on the other hand there is one event company actually that booked me recently for uh tomorrowland thing that uh got uh, unorthodox which is a an in inclusive uh inclusive uh, drum base event thing that they do a stage of tomorrowland this year and uh, they, they did book me but that's because i i think i told the like the, the owner and i had like a conversation a while ago so i guess he he didn't know right but i don't know i kind of there's some people that I mean, at the same time, like people constantly like putting out there that, that that they are queer or this whatever, it does, um, it does. I think also help for people to know that these people are in the scene, and also it helps other people that are like that to feel represented. So I have very very much feel about it. Um, yeah, whatever, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> whatever, dude. There's a there's yeah. But there's oh. a positive change going on right now. Yeah, for sure. For it's, sure. it's going better than the last before. few years. It's been uh, it's been on the up, yeah. to say the least. So yeah, speaking about women, do you see an increase in female artists in the scene? And if so, who are the ones to watch according to you? I mean, yeah, yeah, in drum bass, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the ones. I mean, obvious, my obvious favorites would be Jarrofield and Daysleeper. So. They're the, the ones that I've been supporting uh, ever since I discovered them, ever since they were like 17 uh, or even 16 maybe even. Or yeah, just uh, when I discovered them and uh, yeah, th I think those are like are, are, are like the future of, of like not even not just female drum bass but just drum bass like yeah. they're very innovative. They're, so. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and um, and and different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're really into fashion. Uh, yeah. How would you describe your style? Doesn't even have a name. Or... Anime villain. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair game. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. is is fashion one of the biggest differences between Signal and Imari? Yeah. It is. No, I no. mean no. It's I, I was already kind of working on it, as you know, but I didn't. I first of all, I didn't have the funds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, signal. I didn't. I, I I hadn't really found my style yet. It was. I feel like only recently it has uh, matured into 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 clean clean style, uh, recognizable. So, yeah. Are you focused on brands, or it doesn't matter what kind of brand it is? Oh, the, the brand. Of course, like of course it matters, right? It matters a bit, of course. Like, but because I mean, I don't buy things I, I don't like. I also don't buy things that I don't find worth the money. Like just because uh, a black T-shirt says Balenciaga on it doesn't mean I'm gonna buy it. Right, right. T-shirt with Supreme on it. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, no. Also, Supreme is like, yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna say. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a very cool brand and definitely hit me up for a collab, Supreme. Yeah, please. No, it's you know, like I mean, they have some cool stuff, but. I, I hate the whole culture of like those random people with no drip and too much money that just have the white t-shirt that says free on it. I'm like, dude, like, if you have money to buy to buy the fender clothing, at least like wear like, come on, like make a fit. Like, there's not, not there's nothing that pisses me off more when, when I see like people wear like thousands of euros of, of clothing and then they still look like, still look like shit. It's like, why do you even bother? Why do you even bother? Well, like like the the old, I, I guess actually the main the main the main. Uh, the main um, what's it, what it called the, the North Point enemy the, the like when 
when people have the like you have these random people and then suddenly have like a fucking like uh, a little bag from Gucci you know and like that's that to me is just so funny it's like like they, a they, whole they, stupid outfit and then they have a, and then yeah. they have a Gucci bag I'm like they have it like more like a status symbol instead of yeah and then, and, and they wear with every outfit uh, every outfit ever no matter what it's like they like make sure that, that they have the Gucci the, the Gucci bag on yeah. and also like the one that's like the most obvious like Gucci it's like <laughs> the specific pattern uh, yeah. I mean hey I mean hey but hey if it makes you happy then go for it then hey, if it makes you happy then who am I to hate what do you look for in fashion if you look for um, fabric and shape are most important to me I'm very into unorthodox on, on cuts I like things that are v- very long I like pants that have a certain shape I like certain shoes um I like yeah fabrics as well like that that's uh, uh this reason this is a big, very big reason why I like uh Yoji um Yoji stuff including his white free line um loads of it is just black on black but it's just like loads of different fabrics and textures and cuts that make it unique and make it comfortable make it very yeah just very uh, like art like art like, I I think fashion is, I mean obviously fashion is art but I think Yoji Yamamoto is very like um minimal, like he can make a statement with like well, one color yeah and n- n- no logo like even like we're very often like yeah is there next to mu- being a, a music artist is there a career for you in fashion i, I would love to i would love to it, it is definitely something that i that i am i, I always uh, think uh think of uh, think about uh it's just something that needs a lot of inv- investment of time yeah. and, and partnerships and because c- you can't do yourself unless you are like i'm not a, a trained um What's the word? Designer. Well, I'm not trying to design or like or like uh, um, like someone that can like cut clothing himself or yeah. sew something himself. I, I I would have, but I have loads of ideas. I just need like uh, I would I would need I would need a team to um, to yeah. help him come so to fruition. We can expect the amount of clothing line in the future. <laughs> Not, I mean, maybe, yeah. Maybe not the near future, but it, in the future. It will also probably not be called Imanu. It will probably be like a like an actual brand name. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Oh, yeah. So yeah, to switch it up a bit. Yeah, uh, next to music, fashion, there's ramen. That's mm. a big question of you. Well, it's food. What's the definition of food, good ramen yeah. for you? Good ramen. What is good ramen? Oh man, like I, ah, oh, so freshness is very important. Like um, fresh, like the the uh, the main reason why I really like yokamasaito is because the noodles are freshly made right there on the spot with local ingredients, and those noodles are really the the difference maker in my, in my opinion. Also, um, good chashu pork. Yeah, chashu. Well, no, no, no. I think that, that, that <laughs> no. I, I think the, I think pork is the least important thing of all. Okay. I think I, would, I yeah. think I think the most important thing is the is the broth and the and the tare, mm. which is the the seasoning. Mm. And uh, also, I think with ramen, it's very very important to to, to yeah stick with stick with uh, with the old uh, the old rules and traditions. It's your favorite <laughs> oil. My favorite oil. It's a scallion, scallion oil. It's just, well, I mean, like this one I made because it's it's the easiest to make. Well, it's not easy to make. You just put scallions in oil, and it's weights. <laughs> uh, you know, but that it's it's uh, that that's actually the oil that's used at Yokama Saito. I I actually know the owner pretty well, and we do talk about ramen. And I've learned a lot from him. I've gone to a workshop at a restaurant, and nice. I've learned to talk about what he uses, and then I've applied it to my ramen. And I'm not gonna lie, I think my ramen is pretty good. Um, I'd have to try some. Well, well, the thing is, the issue is that it makes two whole days to make, and I really, <laughs> I really cannot be bothered most of the time. <laughs> I really cannot be bothered, but 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I gave it, I gave it to manager as well, and he, and he said it was the best armor that he'd ever had. So that's nice. very nice. That's um, a good compliment. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. I, it's something that I'll, I'll make again at some point. Maybe, maybe when I move like a place with, with, with a bigger kitchen, because my kitchen just can't really like it doesn't really have the space in the in the fridge and that to hold like a fucking like ten liter meow bowl of um. It's actually a cat on the table now. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not in, we're, we're in a home studio. We're in a home studio, not in a studio studio. So there's some pets running around. I think we're coming closer to the end right now. Um, we've got a few more questions mm -hmm. uh, for you before we wrap it up. Um, so you played um, Bunch, uh, you played Noisia in Groningen a while back, back to back uh, Bunch in. And mm. They uh, announced you as their like, successors. Mm. Uh, would you consider this a, a compliment or more as a burden because uh, the legacy is, yeah, I mean, Nozia is quite big. Well, very big, I can say. An insult, I'm better. I'm kidding. No, I'm not not a burden at all. A big compliment that I unfortunately, um, unfortunately kind of have to cast aside because um, I don't like being called it. I don't like being fair, called fair their good. accessor because yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm myself. I'm me. That's that's that's, that's good. Uh, yeah. But but uh, I, I guess people only mean good things when they say it. But to me, it's it is kind of an insult actually. Yeah. Like only insult, but like it's just not really well th thought out. Like because first of all, I don't really see myself as. Well, first of all, that noise you have an impact in the scene that is almost like incomprehensible, <laughs> and I, I I feel like people really underestimate, especially the, the people outside of outside of the Netherlands, really under, or underestimate how how big the impact was of noise. like not even in drum bass, but like in the like no no one in America would give a fuck what drum bass it was for noise. Like they were like the only act like getting shows there. Like it was them and NEC basically, no one else. Pendulum. No, Pendulum, they got booked in America for so long. And like, they put artists on the map like Skrillex, you know? Yeah. And yeah, no, no, like, like it's just, it's really like, if if, if I ever managed to do something like that, I mean, whatever, I mean, so, I don't know. If I discover, if I discover the next fucking uh, Skrillex in my basement, then I mean, sure, then I'll be the next Noja. No, but, <laughs> no, but also, like, like it kind of puts this pressure on me that I kind of have to be this big drum bass artist, which I don't want to be. No, you just want to be Imanu. Yeah, I want to be yeah. Imanu, yeah. What about Imanu? Mm -hmm. We've been talking about this for like five years since your first gig for us. Mm -hmm. It's finally going to happen yeah. on the 9th of April, created mm -hmm. by Imanu. Mm -hmm. um, and you've selected a killer lineup. Mm -hmm. um, can you explain why you have chosen for the artist. Yes, so I uh, I chose for Halogenics, the Car Car Project, Posey, Jarrowfield, Creek, Harsh, MVE, and Swift. And uh, yeah, I I very uh, um, yeah, and you know the headliners being Halogenics, Posey, the Car Car Project, Jarrowfield, and me. And um, yeah, the reason why I chose lineup is that I think these artists are really fun, cool. That's yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no there are also people that I, I all work with and have worked with. Um, I've 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 released track a track with uh, Herdrink before. Uh, we have we have news from the works. 
I've uh, I signed Jarfield to my label, of course. Uh, Posey, uh, I've played Dolce with him. I've known him for a very long time, and um, and uh, yeah, Felix the car, the car project. He's just one, just one of my best friends, and we've released loads of tunes together. We have still loads more coming, and all all of them have very good taste music, very very cool DJs, and uh, quite a young and exciting lineup. Even uh, even Lawrence is, is still young in my eyes. Uh, uh, <laughs> now and uh, um, uh, being able to give Jarfield her first her first show in the Netherlands, which I, I, think, debut, I, I yeah. think yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and I think I think we managed to get a line together that is quite stylish and still uh, and in innovative. So yeah. very content with that. Very fresh. Yeah. And there's somebody missing on the lineup. Unshin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe? Yeah, no, unfortunately, we, we had some bad luck with uh, with timing. Well, yeah, another time. Timing of his tour, but you never know. Yeah. Maybe he will show up. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you're doing a special back to back to back session with the Carousel Project and Pose, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you prepare that? Do you have a, Definitely not. A, a, a meeting? <laughs> Definitely beforehand? not. Or is it like nope, it's gonna be a total chaos. train wreck. Yeah. Nice. Chaos. Nice. Yes. It's gonna be the So be there guys. It's, it's gonna, gonna be unique. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something unprepared, it's gonna be something totally wild and new and different and um it's definitely not, not gonna be all drum bass. Final final question. Um last album on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have one last chance to make an album mm-hmm. before you leave this planet. Invite uh, anybody you like, yeah. dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you ask as a vocalist, so easy. producer, uh, whatever? I'm easy. Okay, Skrillex, Noija, Flume, Savliza, Ezra, Rocky, FK Twix, IDK. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind like Ezra Ferg or like. Uh, Moses somebody or what, what? What's what? What's her name? Fuck it, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga on my album. Sophie. Oh yeah. Oh Sophie. Yeah. Sophie. Rest, rest in peace, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, yeah. I guess I would, I would also do Foreign Beggars as a as a, as, as a tribute over. to to Evo. Rest in peace as well. Yeah. That's nice. And and what's the name of the band? The band is just Imanu. <laughs> <laughs> Imanu. Imanu. Imanu featuring the rest. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jonathan, thanks for the podcast. <laughs> no uh, we were looking forward to the 9th of April and can't wait. Yeah, yeah. me either. Last, last chance. Mm. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, my Patreon.com slash Imanu. Let's go. Thank you, Imanu. You're tuned in to the Curated by Podcast.